wonderful wonderful thursday morning you know it is supposed to rain later today but who gives a fuck now because it's sunny ah dabolski what up what up thank you for joining in yo today is the burning bush every thursday 10 a.m to 12 a.m we do this special show where we just have a bunch of we have a big discussion about a bunch of different topics so today's discussion is an intro into uh oh what up akdd uh-huh so before we get started you already heard me do it so let's do it for you too Smoke weed every day, hold up, big, 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 Smoke weed every day, hold up, big, 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 Smoke weed every day, hold up, big, 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 Smoke weed every day. So this show is fantastic. This show is available also as a podcast and will be available pretty quickly right after the show. Um, you could also rewatch on YouTube. Um, but this show has been for you, not really a lot of visual aids, um, besides all the visuals that you see on your screen right there, is it's meant to be, you know, a lot of us are in the office, a lot of us are on a job site, doesn't really know what's going on, you know, doesn't have time to watch the screen the whole time, your co-workers aren't into it, you're not supposed to have your phone out at your job, yada yada, so what you do is you pop in an earbud, you listen to all the sound alerts, and you listen to the talk, and we're chilling and we're chatting, you want to find out where we're available as a podcast right now? Now we're available on Amazon Music, Audible, um, Apple Podcasts, and soon we're coming to Pandora and Google Podcasts if they would ever finish the fucking uh, review step before they can publish it. Uh, but it said it may take up to two weeks for them to do that, so I guess we got like another seven, seven days. We got another seven days. Uh, so today's episode is titled... The Overlords. Today's episode is a slight intro into our ancient alien uh, conversation in a couple weeks that's coming. Um, but right now, um, I, I gave you a brief little visual aid last time on the what I'm working on for it. But I wanted to talk about it today because, you know, I've been watching a lot of ancient aliens recently. Um, I've seen them all like a hundred... 30 times each episode, but now I'm re-watching it again from the beginning to catch all the way through, and, but you know, the great thing about that is, is you get to pick up on things that either didn't resonate with your mind right away, or you didn't understand right away, but now after all this time, you have additional information, and that, and that's kind of the point of this show also, you know, is, is you don't just get your information from one source, you're not just getting your information from a burning bush speaking to you and telling you to write down these ten rules. You know, like, you, you're getting your information and you have the ability to 
change your opinion and your understanding based on the new information that you have just acquired. So it's really great to um, rewatch a lot of those shows, especially for what they talk about, especially for such an in-depth topic as Ancient Alien Theory, which we will be covering, um, and which we are going to briefly get into today. So the, the alien overlords are exactly what they are. They are the overlords. They are the ones who rule the earth. You want to think of, you know, the Greek gods. You want to think of the Mayan god. You want to think of every single polytheistic religion that comes to your brain. Hinduism, you know, Roman religions, Greek religions, everything. I mean, Mayan religions, you know, you have the Native American religions. You have the religions of Japan, of China, Shintoism. You know, you you have everything. Even 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 Buddhism, in a way, although it it doesn't. Um, Buddhism more is which we spoke about the past few episodes. Buddhism is more about the self and the understanding of yourself and the world, the world that we live in today, which is why, um, similarly to Catholicism, we only have one head. And then you have a bunch of other saints. In Buddhism, you have Amida Buddha, the first Buddha, the, the prince of India, right? And then you have the bodhisattvas who follow him. Now we have other Buddhas who have risen to the level of Buddha. And then you have people who haven't reached that far yet but have gotten close. And those are the bodhisattvas. Right? So in similar way to Christianity, we have one person we follow, one God. And then we have the saints around them. Now, you're... And that's where the similarities end, because in Buddhism, you know, we believe that he was always a human being and is still a human being. He has just achieved transcendence. And this is also where you get the lines between Catholicism and Buddhism interact, because you once again, you believe in a single being who was a human and who rose to the ranks of the gods who achieved transcendence. Even in Christianity we use this term. Now we all know that Buddhism is a lot older than Christianity and yet you see parallels to Catholicism, to any, all forms of Christianity, even in some ways to Judaism. But in Catholicism and Christianity we know that now we know through our past discussions as well as uh, modern scientific research and historical and religious researchers have all really come to the terms now that we all know that Jesus was a Buddhist. Okay, he traveled to Tibet. There's multiple books about it. And, you know, I mean, multiple books in Tibet surviving from the time of Jesus you know like the, these are the books we're talking about we're not talking about anything um, we're not talking about anything that was written after unlike Christianity which the books were written and or compiled 300 years later right we're talking about now a so so Buddhism deals with the self 
yet does not disallow the ability for there to be higher gods. In fact, the Buddha himself recognizes that there are higher beings, there are higher deities, and there is an actual god. And now there's a famous book. There's a reason why. So you guys a lot of see you see a lot of my shows where I'm just talking and the smoke is is like a fog all around me, right? Well, I'm not just smoking and not forgetting to crack open the window, you know. And there's a fog around me. There's also a point to it, and the point is is there's a story of where Amida Buddha threw a trance through a meditative trance through a meditative process that that says that when the buddha ascended you know so at this point the buddha has already become the buddha he's going through one of his probably hundreds of meditative processes at this point and he sits there and goes through and he says he ascends through his meditation he ascends mind and body and spirit into the heavens and when he gets there the gods above them see this is where we differ now because now we're talking about a plural polytheistic religion so while buddhism uh, stems and focuses on the self and your position into this universe it does also recognize a possibility in fact a probability and the chance for there to be other beings in the world and we all know that also Amida Buddha coming out of India was most likely a Hindu before he was Buddhist, you know, his own religion. And so he believed right away in the multiple polytheistic gods. Now we also know that Hindu scriptures are have not been changed since the dawn of time even even it is known and understood today that and as well as back then that the books were so important and the words in them were so important that even the what is this um even even if no, obviously not, Doc. We would not be starting the raid if we're not funded. That's the rule. That's the rule on the fucking rules page. You want to know what rules page we're talking about? You get on the Discord right there. And, um. Oh, lots of people. Um, so. So the Buddha gets to these this heaven or I should say other realm because he doesn't call it a heaven and he sees these other gods he calls gods um, sitting around and they're all standing there like as if it was like as if you were to walk into an auditorium right you remember in high school you know you're in high school and the teacher says alright we're going down to the auditorium you know for whatever reason and you get down there and you know you see your buddy and there's an empty spot next to him and you get over there and the first thing you do is you hop into the seat with them and then and then you're like, yo, what's going on? They're like, I don't know, man. They just told us to come down here, you know? And then, then everybody else around you is also clamoring, trying to figure out what's going on. And, and, you know, it's the same process. It's like he walked into, like, an, um, 
an outdoor auditorium, you know, an amphitheater. And he's sitting there, and he walks up to all the guys, and he's like, Oh, what's going on? Why is everybody, you know, gathered around here? And they tell him, they say, he says, quote, We are waiting for the arrival of the Smoky One. Now, they were waiting for the arrival of God, he determines. So, right here is the difference between Hinduism and the parallel with Christianity. Because Buddha, right there in this statement, is recognizing a soul god, a soul deity, while calling the other beings, the other angelic beings around him, he's calling them you know, other gods, but he's also recognizing that there's one supreme god, one supreme overlord, one supreme lord who is over all the other gods, you know, so if you want to take that into Christian translation as instead of gods, there's just, you call them angels, instead of gods or angels, you call them saints, you know, it's all it's all the same thing you're talking about. You're talking about a parallel, a hierarchy, a, a, a rank-and-file system of the alien overlords right away. Even recognizing that there's one... It's like our military structure today, right? We have the head of the military, the supreme ruler of the military, the president... Then we step down from there. We got Secretary of War, the Commander of the Joint Chiefs. We got the individual heads of each military branch. Then we have their subordinate rank and file uh, members, you know, and, and it goes down and down all the way to the bottom guy. All the way down to even as low as the messenger, the guy who's just running messages between each lines. Back in the day, it was a runner. Nowadays, then we used. Um, you know, the the telegram and Morse code, and then now we use phones and instant communication and yada, yada, yada. So the Buddha gets there, and when the when God appears, he is this shimmering angelic being, radiant of light, but you can also... What he said was, is you could also make out the figure of a man in the smoke. So what, what is it? He's describing a being who is covered in this smoke, this fog. He's radiating a light energy, right? And then when you get to the burning bush, you find out that God is, you know, radiant. And when Moses meets God at the burning bush, he then ascends with God into the heavens and God writes down the rules onto a tablet for him. So when Moses comes back, he's he himself as well as with the tablets are shining, are glowing, right? So right away, even though this is hundreds of years apart, we're talking about one singular being, one overlord, one ruler ruling above it all. One alien overlord ruling above all the other overlords, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. 
So when you put the parallels together, you're realizing that even though Buddhism deals with the self, it's dealing with the self in order for you to rise above to the rank of the gods or bodhisattvas or in Christian terms, saints, right? And then, when you're Buddha, or Jesus, or Muhammad, you're, or Abraham, you're rising up into, into the level of God himself. You're rising up into the level. And Christianity tells us this ourselves, because he, they tell us that, hey, you know, Jesus and God are one. Right? They're the same being. So you have you have right there that you have this ability to reach the same rank and file as your overlord as your supreme overlord as well as the ability to go to the rank of those above him aka we're talking about a military hierarchy a structure of government a structure of society right we have the regular people, the angelic beings who the Buddha is meeting with, and then we have their supreme ruler above them, the president, aka God, aka, you know, the, <laughs> the military. Whoa, you got me right there with that. Oh man, that scream made me jump. Jay every day, welcome to war. Welcome to war. And you know what? Just for you, because you're Jay every day, it's time for you to do your daily deed, my friend. Smoke weed every day. really got me with that jump <laughs> that was perfect that's exactly why I put that on there those to wake you up to wake me up to have a great day together so we get that energy flowing man we need the energy you know but don't just take it from me all right take it from hey yo this is CC from pressure boys the best smoke on the East Coast and you're watching the war multiverse sheesh Mm. And if you're on the East Coast, if you're on the LI, well, then you'll scan that code and you'll find out about the Pressure Boys. Um, thank you for joining the fam. Thank you for the follow. Be able to shoot you back later on. And, you know, so he gets there. And right there you're talking about a hierarchy of beings. So now we're, we're recognizing a structure of lords and overlords and a supreme ruler of that right so but now you say why is he shimmering and you know you're you have these overlords that are supposedly almost at the rank of him yet he's so different right he's covered in smoke he's shining with light you can barely make out the figure of a man in this glow I mean what are you talking about here well, think about it, the, you know, the Buddha describes that he has to squint to find the figure of a man in this glow, in this shine, right? 
So, what are we really talking about here? Well, let's think about it for a second. When do you, in your daily life, in fact, it is a beautiful Thursday morning, but there are lots of clouds right now. So, I don't know if you could do this, but later on, if you're looking up at the sky, you're looking out your window in the office, you're sitting there taking your smoke break outside, whatever it is, whatever the case may be, take a look up at the sky for a moment, right, and find the sun and then stare at the sun. What do you gotta do? Well, you can't look straight at the sun because you're gonna fucking burn your retinas out. You're gonna have no, you're gonna be blind, right? And, but what do you do when you look at it? You squint your eyes. You squint your eyes and you look up at the sun and you, you, what can you do? You can barely make out a figure of the sun, though you can barely make out the figure of the roundness of the sun. So imagine now being a higher angelic being, a being of a higher dimension, you know, where your your eyes are different, you know, and you're exposed to different lights. I mean, just the, even think on a small scale to, to a big scale. So comparative to this, be an, an alien overlord being able to see on a different light frequency than we humans are able to see, right? Imagine it on a smaller scale now where you're a lion out in the jungle, right? In the middle of the savannah and you're trying to, you know, hunt your gazelle. What are you, what are you doing? You're off, it's freaking nighttime, right? And you got no night vision goggles, but you're able to see this guy and freaking run and run around the trees, not crash into this, not crash into that cactus, whatever the case may be. You know, you're able to see. Well, we humans are not able to see what they're able to see. We're able to see on some level. You know, there's a great episode. A lot of you guys got uh, D- Disney Plus where um, they have on on their, um, what is it, the Nat Geo section? where you're able to look and they show an episode where you're watching, they show what we humans are able to see and then they change the camera view to make it identical to what these animals are able to see, right? So you're watching, you know, say you saw Planet Earth with David Attenborough and he's talking about, um, he's talking about, you know, oh, this... this lion is perfectly camouflaged and the deer can't see him. You're like, well, I could fucking see him. So how is he perfectly camouflaged? Well, this one answers that question. They don't see on the same level we see at. They see it and because the colors of their of their skin or of their fur, I should say, um, are blend in with the colors of the grass or whatever they're hiding under because the animals see on such a different frequency than we humans do that those colors blur together so it doesn't allow them to differentiate between the lion and the grass that the lion is hiding in. Alright, so now you understand a little more on a level. They're seeing at a different level than we are, so their eyes react differently to their natural environment than our eyes do. Right? So now you have... Now you have... um, 
a, a small understanding of how it could be different, right? So when you're at a higher level, instead of staring, when you're staring into the sun, you may be able to see the God in there. You know, it may very well be, I mean, in in Christianity and in Judaism, we have the tale of Lucifer, right? Well, Lucifer comes from the Latin lux fare, which means light bringer. You know, or or in Italian, it would be to do with light, right? So a person who is of light, of the source, right? It may very well be, if you want to talk about our individual overlords. So if God, if we're comparing God to right now from this image of the Buddha to a son, right? Well, it may very well be that... God himself exists as a solar system and he is the original sun from the born of the universe, right? He is the brightest star of all, right? And I mean, if you think about that, just that statement right there made me remember the North Star, the brightest star that was shining for, uh, for the three wise men. I mean... You know, we all know it wasn't the North Star now. Now we refer to it as that. But it wasn't that star. So now you have the the light of God, right? It may very well be that other suns and other solar systems are the different gods, right? It may very well be that on a higher plane of existence, the original angelic beings, the sphere of angels in Christianity, right, or the the other gods that descended from the supreme god in Vedism, in Sumerian, in Hinduism, I mean, it, though all those gods come together, they all stem from a source. Now, ancient alien theory... Um, takes that to mean that a, one large ship of the aliens appeared, you know, and then from that ship, smaller ships descended, a.k.a., you know, they have a mothership up in the sky, and then they have a, um, you know, the, you have the mothership up in the sky, and then you have the smaller ships that go down to the planet. I mean, we even do this today in our own modern science, and our own modern rocketry, right? The, the first people who stepped on the moon, there was one guy on that trip who didn't get to go to the fucking moon at all. His job was to stay up in the main spacecraft and stay in orbit around the moon. And then from there, Neil Armstrong, right, Buzz fucking Aldrin, descended in a smaller capsule, a smaller ship, and landed on the moon. Okay? So, right then and there, we know that it's entirely possible for the ancient alien theory to be correct in stating that this is different levels. But now let's bring it to a more cos on a cosmic scale, right? In a universal scale, a universe that's 16 or 14 fucking billion years old. You got to 
put your brain in that extrapolation, right? Think about the year we live in 2022, which isn't accurate, but it's accurate enough for you to understand. And we live in 2022. Now imagine 14 billion years. That's the amount of time you got to extrapolate your brain to think right now on a more cosmic term, on a 16 billion year term. And you have to imagine that, well, if God, the shining one, is a giant bright star, and Lucifer is the day star, the brightest of all stars in the sky, well, what's the brightest of all stars in our sky? The sun, right? So, on a smaller scale, you have God and angels on a in one sense and then extrapolate that to a cosmic scale you're talking about the original sun and then the smaller suns that came about from it right so you have I mean you have you have the smaller sun and then we could very well be talking about that the the breakaway of Lucifer could very well just be um, a description of something that happened interstellarly in the in the cosmos in the Milky Way galaxy where the this sun went veered from its course, you know. And then from there you have other different beings. Now we of course are going to delve into the topic of the Anunnaki and the alien, the physical alien extraterrestrials that came down onto this planet, uh, the Nephilim. And we're going to delve into that topic another time. This, the overlords here, this is the precursor to our topic. And while we're topping the first half hour of the show here, let's, let's take a quick couple minute break right here. Let's all relax. Breathe your mind out a little bit. And let's remind everybody, too, that this is... This show is available as a podcast as well. There is, besides the visual aids on your screen, they, there is no more visuals than that because this show is designed for you to just be able to listen to at work, on your job site, in the office, pop in that earbud, throw it on the speaker, you know, whatever you gotta do, and... That, and later on, also, you can listen to it just as a podcast. Later on, you can pause, rewind, get back to it, all the above, right? But this show was meant to just be, listen, less of a visual aid. This is also the only show we do without a camera. Um, so, just, this show is totally geared for you to have less visual aids, now, I will remind you for everybody, especially for those of you who are listening on the podcast, when you're listening to this, you know, we have, first of all, that scream, that bloody murder scream you heard, that happens every single time we get a new follower, so thank you for that, new followers, and then when somebody raids in, we get to hear the uh, possibly Rick and Morty get swifty song and then the song that we hear in the beginning is 
Um, I Am The Weapon by Three Days Grace. So they came out with that song and it's fantastic and it relates so much to this show and everything that I think about on a daily basis. So I thought it was perfect. So I went out and I purchased the song and I purchased the copyrights and now we're able to use it as our theme song. So in the beginning of the show with the countdown, if you're not watching the visual aid either on YouTube or Twitch, uh, you'll see that we have always a five-minute countdown in the beginning. We play a bunch of fun music. This time and last time, we played a bunch of uh, non-copyrighted techno. Um, well, it's not really techno. It's more trance music, um, which is a lot of fun to listen to. Get you freaking amped, bro, especially for this show when you got to get your mind open. You got to get your brain moving. You got to get your blood pumping. You gotta get some oxygen into your blood vessels, you know, and you gotta you gotta get it going. So, and then when we play this sound, it's because we're always trying to do the great deed. See, when see a lot of people think that um, smoking weed messes with your brain. Now, in some people, it does. But for me, being such a abstract thinker, we'll call it, because I don't really know how to describe it on a day-to-day basis, you know, I mean, my mind is like that mind node visual aid that I gave you last time, you know, it's like, uh, it's, there's a lot going on in there, you know, I may be talking to you about this, but in one hand, I'm thinking about, like, physics and gravity on the other hand, you know, so it's a, it's a whole, it's a whole different level of uh, thinking. So it calms my mind down. It slows my mind down to be able to focus on individual tasks, you know. So when I, when I slow down and, and slow my mind down, I'm able to, you know, pause one task and then go to work on the other. Now, when you click the links over there and you see in your visual aid over here all the different icons and the images coming up, so if you click the, uh, scan the code, click the link in your chat, click the link on the bottom, linktree slash war multiverse, you'll find all the different links there, and you will be able to join us on the Discord, check out our YouTube videos, everything is organized there for you to have a bunch of, uh, in introductions um now to get with the understanding of audible real quick also when and the podcasting when you listen to us as a podcast unfortunately for you you don't see all the visual aids um now you can go to youtube and join on youtube and see all the different episodes you get our all our different little commercials like the one for the pressure boys the new one that came out for d-rock that i just finished the other day um, you know, I mean, there's, there's so many going on there. We got all the commercials for our show. So sometimes we'll play a commercial and all you guys hear is the music. Sometimes the commercials have, uh, audio aids. Sometimes the commercials have visual aids. So I apologize to that for some of you who are like, what is all this music going on? Well, now you know what it is and I'll try and stick to only the ones with audio aids for, for the podcast shows um now this is the only show like i said we do without a camera so all your visual aids are all over the screen in front of you you can re-watch it on youtube you can watch it on 
Twitch, and I encourage you to do also, and I encourage you to follow on all the different ones, because especially on Wednesdays, our Wednesday show is only on Twitch, so it's it doesn't get reposted to YouTube, and it doesn't get uh, transmitted to an audiobook. Also, our Sunday show is not available as a podcast either. So you're only getting the Thursday morning show and you're getting the Saturday morning show as a podcast. Uh, the Burning Bush, which we're listening to now, and then Win War Independence News Network. So you type in Win the Truth and it'll come up for your podcasts. Uh, you want to know more and you're listening live right now, go into the chat. Look for the chat on your screen. Click the link tree. You know, type in um, on your whatever you like to get your podcasts on, and join up there. That way, you know you're you're busy at work. You miss something. You know you were you were watching, listening live, but you miss something. You want to rewind later? Go join it on podcast. That's awesome. That's cool. We love you every day. We love you all the time for coming in. Everybody loves you. We love everything. I'm everyone. Uh, so this is the one that we play to do the famous deed of the day, which uh, I encourage you to follow. But if you don't, I, I encourage you to listen to the audio aid. But if you don't, uh, if you're watching us on the video on YouTube or Twitch, you'll see that it pops up with uh, Towley from South Park. And he just goes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Which is so funny because every time I watch, I see that I remember like the the episode where he was like first in there and he was just so high and he's like wait I only remember the code because I was high I gotta get high again and then he gets high and they're like so what's the code and he's like what code <laughs> alright let's do the deed smoke weed every day So there's a different level, obviously, of everything, you know, just like how there's a different level of the alien overlords and the hierarchy of the gods, right? Or of God and his subordinates or, you know, whatever you want to, um, however you want to incorporate these words into your particular religion. Now, um... So there's a hierarchy for us as well. You got the two shows on your podcast. Then if you join on YouTube, you get the third show. And if you join on Twitch, you get all four shows. You get to watch everything live. You get to chat. You get to interact. We used to be live streaming on YouTube, but they fucked that up for us. It's like, I don't... Uh, you know what? They, they didn't fuck it up for... They fucked it up for you guys. You know, because when it live streams on YouTube, it's really cool. It also shows the chat that's appearing. So, you know, not only do you get to see the chat on your screen, but sometimes if it's a little blurry because it's faded into the background, you also get to uh, see the chat right there on your main screen. And it's great. You guys got to get the YouTube apps for, uh, you know, like a tablet or your computer or something because... Uh, then you get to see everything in the big screen. You get to view all the visuals. You get to see everything pop up. You know, putting in your earbud. You know, I know the music's loud. I know the sound effects are loud. That's the point. It's because sometimes these these topics that we get into, uh, 
I'm gonna take a sip of water here. I encourage all of you to as well. It's freaking 80 fucking degrees out right now. Humid as fuck. It's gonna rain today. It's 90 fucking percent humidity. It's unbelievable. I encourage all of you to drink some water, especially some nice ice cold water. And that's what I'm gonna do right now. So hold on. Mm. Oh, so cold and so good. You've heard me rant in the past about how cold water is the best. Cold water is the fucking best. I don't care what you say. So, um, you know, I know scientifically speaking, you're supposed to have lukewarm water. It's more hydrating, yada, yada. Not lukewarm, you know, room temperature water. It's more hydrating, blah, blah, blah. Listen, all right? I know what's scientific and I know what the facts are. Okay, scientifically proven speaking, yeah, but in reality, am I feeling more satisfied and hydrated with cold water? I am, right? It's the same thing with the alien overlords, you know, it's like scientifically speaking, it's possible that there are aliens out there, you know, they, you know, theoretically ancient alien speaking, you know, the aliens are here on this planet or somewhere else, right? But the reality is, is that we know that all the above is true. I mean, you got countless fucking UFOs out there. You got trillions of planets out there. I mean, you got our own ancient religions and histories that speak of alien beings on this planet. Yeah, you know, you got, I mean, it's unbelievable. You have such a, a hierarchy of, of, uh, it, it's just, no matter where you go, whether in our modern society or in ancient society, in religions, in alien theory, there is a hierarchy of gods all the way down to men. So if you want to put a supreme god on that on the top, you know, all the way down to human beings, the hierarchy still exists. There's still, I mean, even in Christianity, you know, if you want to believe in that, uh, what was that movie, Miracle on 34th Street, where, you know, some of the angels start off and they don't have wings. You know, so right there, there's a hierarchy and a differentiating between angels with and without wings right and it also attempts to explain why in the bible angels appear especially to appear to jesus without wings yet later on through christianity all angels have wings why is that you know and that's part of the you know and described in that it's part of the hierarchy but described in the overlord theory it is also part of the hierarchy i, I mean so right away all all f theories point to the same conclusion there is a supreme god there are lesser gods or angels or however you want to term it or and then i'm sorry and then there are lesser angels or gods or aliens than them right then there are even lesser than them, there are aliens in our own universe that exist on the same frame of existence, and then there's us humans, right? 
So there's your hierarchy right there. And no religion, no burning bush, no nothing, no scientific theory, no ancient alien theory disputes what I just said. Not a single one of them do. There's always a hierarchy. There's always different levels of beings and different levels to the leaders of those beings, a.k.a. our overlords. Now, the overlord theory and the theory of aliens who control everything is actually also the same as the theory for the Illuminati, if you really think about it. I mean, you're talking about human beings who control all business, and then you're talking about alien beings who control all aspects of life on this planet. Now, when... So, in either case, there's a level of control, of leadership, of rule, of overlords. You know, so... Hold on. Mm. So, I was just finishing listening to... Um, Zachariah Sitchin, one of his books. And it was, it dawned on me um, when listening to how the gods created humans, right? Now, they referred to it as being taken from the lower world of the Abzu. Now, it's funny, I've heard that word a lot of times recently. I've heard it to mean ocean. I've heard it to mean cosmic sea, as in the vastness of space in between the planets and that the planets move through and that we all move through. And in pre-Big um, Bang times, this is in scientific theory, this is referred to as the primordial ooze. So if you're a physicist, an astronomer, you know about the primordial ooze, and now you average people who don't know about it now know about it as well. The primordial ooze is the theory of what existed before our current universe, what existed before the Big Bang. The primordial ooze. The universe existed as just a oozy, murky soup of everything not really moving around and nothing. And then the Big Bang breathed life into everything. That's what the... That's what the theory is. And now you know. And knowing is half the battle. And since we're topping the hour over here, let's talk to a couple of our... You know, we got a few hilarious things. First of all, we got a new commercial that just came out a couple days ago. And on Thursdays, we don't get to have D-Rock in on the mornings because uh, bright and early because he's uh, doing his own show. He's doing a little uh, morning meditation. Your, uh, your daily hour of Zen with the Mad D-Rock. And now I know you who are watching this on either YouTube or Twitch, you can see the in the chat your notifications about the uh, Mad D-Rock on Saturday. Now we were doing our Wednesday show at night, but in the afternoon, D-Rock is doing his Wednesday show now. Brand new show, Wild Wednesdays. And he's doing... Um, 
freaking hilarious animal commentary. You know, uh, like if you're seeing Snoop Dogg do that or on Family Guy with, damn, nature, you scary. You know, all that shit. So uh, it's really funny, but uh, here's your commercial for uh, Saturday morning cartoons with the Mad D-Rock every Saturday morning, 1030 Eastern. And, uh, you know, if you're tuning in to us at 9 o'clock in the morning to get your news for independent news instead of your party line bullshit, which is also available, when is also available as a podcast. But if you're here live on Twitch, you don't have to go anywhere in the morning because we go straight into cartoons. So you can listen to us laugh and joke and get mad about your government. And then we'll laugh it all away with a bunch of cartoons and a bunch of funny shit. So take a look, take a listen, and uh, here we go. My mom was so fat that it made a unicorn blush. Oh, well, your mom is so fat, she sat on a rainbow and made Skittles. Ooh. <laughs> I like this. You minute or two of the best yo mama jokes. Hey, I got my sandwich, everybody. I, I went with your suggestion. Barbecue sauce. My mom just destroyed the the, the doctor who was like trying to make the baby by like when she gave birth to a trunk and then he, he got crushed by his chest. My mom did that. <laughs> okay. I love you. I think he just told me that when his mother gave birth to him, that she gave birth to a truck. Mom is so old, she took her driver's license test on a dinosaur. Oh, shit. Well, your mom is so ugly, they hang up posters of her at the zoo to keep the monkeys from beating off. Yeah, you can blackmail people. <laughs> Gonna watch my fucking Saturday morning cartoons every week or I'm showing this clip of you. Fucking every time I read her, her stream like plays the She's always doing something like nice and she'll like comment on this like, look at this fucking guy. Better do it. I'm gonna give you kisses. I tickle fight you to death and give you kisses. You gotta watch when I scream. You don't want more of this. Because <laughs> I imagine if like a big scary tough guy and now is this guy will hold you down and tickle you until you pee your pants. Now I'm gonna give you kisses on your face. There you go. That was a lot of fun to make that commercial. It's longer than most commercials. You know, I try to stick to 30 seconds to a minute like a regular commercial. But uh, it was just so much fun to make. I just threw it in. It was great. This kid comes in and, and makes his own yo mama joke that he makes up about his, his own mother. It was so funny. <laughs>
His mother gave birth to a truck and killed the doctor. <laughs> oh my god. That shit was so funny. Oh. So we are topping the hour over here, and your lord, commander, and savior now commands you to take another refreshing drink of ice-cold water. Mmm. Mmm. And if you're watching Win Live on Saturdays, you can also click that link in the Discord, join in on the Discord, and you could listen, I mean, you could call in live, and, uh... Ask your questions, talk about the news, say, hey, get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you, you give me your best Italian accent and I'm going to give you mine. Oh, all three of them. Oh, me, myself, and I. Oh, you know what I'm saying? All right, so let's talk about, let's get back into the alien overlords. So, the Buddha recognizes that there is a supreme being and what we know obviously from our previous talks as well as from the Buddha himself that life is suffering and it doesn't dawn on me there that well it I shouldn't say it doesn't dawn on me it dawned on me and it um, it occurred to me and it realized to me that you know our fundamental rule of Christianity is Jesus suffered Jesus suffered for us and God begave his only begotten son to suffer for us before he transcended just like the Buddha into heaven now heaven the first talk of heaven um, was because it was only it wasn't called heaven it was called the heavenly realms now the buddha himself before he ascended told his followers that he wanted to create a a heaven or or a haven aka he he told his followers that he wanted to create a dimension an own, his own dimension in the universe and call it heaven, right? And he wanted it to be a paradise of peace and love, right? And that's the same thing we hear about in Christianity with Jesus. You know, before then, everybody believed in the heavenly realms. Uh, they they didn't talk about, uh, or, or other worlds, they didn't talk about it in terms of heaven. We today relate the Nord mythology and the Vikings of mythology of Valhalla as being a heaven, but to them it wasn't a heaven. It was, it was a different land of the gods. It was the home of the gods that they were going to. You know, aka a different world, and they would fight all day, and then the gods, through their, you know, magical powers or technology or whatever you want to call it, would resurrect them all, and then they would all be brothers and have a feast. You know, so right away, you know that you're not talking about an immortal heaven like in Buddhism or in Christianity. You're talking about another world because life and death still exists on Valhalla, on this world, right? You can still die and then you can be resurrected, but you can still die. Life and death still exists. 
and it's talking about the awesome powers of the gods because we're not just talking about resurrecting some zombies here we're talking about resurrecting a being with their soul and memories of everything involved right and not only that but what do they have to do in order to get this feast from the gods they have to fight and suffer and die all day long right so right away we are back to the rule of life is suffering you know so the overlords here want us to know you know whether it be the alien gods is that one life is suffering two it's all these questions and three it is it, it is of, it is profound and the truth of the universe including in Valhalla and the home of the gods right on that world they have the ability to resurrect a full being right not just the zombie aka that's also what the Egyptians thought they were doing with their tombs that's what the Vikings thought they were doing with their Viking tombs that's what the freaking Mayans thought they were doing uh, that's what literally in in Buddhism there in Japan there is a sect of Buddhism where the Bodhisattva guy who was becoming or trying to become a Buddha or a Bodhisattva would literally mummify himself while he was still alive he would this is crazy right you would <clears throat> they would sit there and they would build these little tiny mounds in in the ground right and all that was left was a little tiny air hole and enough for a for you to get some air in and you know barely get some air in I should say and B enough for you to not, not only get some air in, but enough for them to hear you ringing the little bell. So every day, you know, there would be a guy who comes by to your hole or, you know, if there's a bunch of holes, right? And they'd sit there and they'd listen for your bell. And if they don't hear your bell, they seal up the hole. And then after a little while, they come get you out of there. And... So that's really crazy. And they drink this soupy tea that is a poison that slowly liquefies your insides. You know, it, it destroys your insides, you, your everything. You know, so it's a, it's a different but similar process to what the Egyptians do. Of rem Instead of removing your insides, you're just destroying them completely. You're liquefying them, you know. Your body absorbs them until they can't absorb them anymore and you're dead. You know, and you, you can't breathe anymore because your lungs are liquid. You can't eat anymore because your stomach is liquid. You know, your eyes are liquefied. Everything's gone. You know, and all that's left is this shriveled up skin around your your carcass. I mean, it's absolutely disgusting. But this is what they would do. And what's crazy about this is they are then taken into a hall. And they're decorated. And, you know, they're decorated in, in monk robes and, you know, a, a 
crown similar to like a bishop crown or, or other different types of headdress you know and then they and what's crazy is is there's a person who's assigned to make sure that they're clean and guarded and even takes them outside to urinate I mean imagine that right I don't even know if it's actually urinating I bet it's probably just the liquid coming out of the body you know through like the only few holes that are left at the bottom you know because gravity is forcing the liquid down and then it comes out of those two holes I mean I, I have no idea but maybe but I mean that's just disgusting I mean you're dealing with a dead or half dead carcass I mean that's absolutely nuts but the belief was that they would you know by by mummifying themselves they would purify their body through suffering and then they would be able to ascend with the Buddha into the other realm into the Buddha created heaven <clears throat> so right away now we're talking about a different dimension that was created by a human being who ascended to the level of God who ascended to the level of you know the the smoky one as he called it um, so you know it's 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 very very different very very different of a topic and the alien overlords now, if we talk about it on, a, on our own level, you know, um, and when I, so what I was listening to with Zachariah Sitchin, you know, it made me realize that the, um, the Abzu, primordial ooze may just be referred to as the waters of the earth. And he says, take it from in order to make man, right, take it from the clay of the Abzu. That's what he says. So if we if we want to refer to as the Abzu as water, then what you're talking about here is he's making human beings out of clay from a riverbed or from an ocean bed, you know, where it floods and turns the the sand and the soot and dirt into clay and then the waters recede back. You know, I mean, this happens today. This is what the entire Egyptian culture was based on. They depended on their entire culture to uh, have the riverbeds flood every year. You know, you had the annual flooding of the Nile, and then the riverbeds would flood and fertilize the soil, and then that's where they would plant their crops, right? But during years of drought and famine, they weren't able to do that anymore because the water levels were changing, the flood wasn't as frequent as it used to be, you know, the whole, the whole planetary realm was changing. So, right away, you're, you're talking, but so it, it makes scientific theoretical sense for him to be sitting there and telling you, well, let's make it of the earth, of the Abzu, the clay of the Abzu. He's making it from clay of the earth. And this is why we find also that our first human civilizations developed near riverbeds. It's not just for farming, but it was also because that's where we were born and created. You know, we were born and created on the rank banks of a riverbed, and then we would be sent into, you know, in the Bible, you know, you have the God or God's creating the Garden of Eden, right? And then you have God saying that, and this is the land I give to you to uh, hold and to farm, 
you know so God's giving us this fertile land to farm now today we refer to that in our own religion as the whole entire earth but in back then it wasn't referred to as the earth it was referred to as a specific territory of the earth so right away everything everything is starting to come into scientific credence so in the beginning of the of the book though with Zachariah Sitchin they attempted to um, or I should say he attempted to make a parallel between um, the creation of the earth and the physicality of our solar system and the universe right and the creation of the God so the original gods that you're that are referred to were actually planets right we know of them as I mean you have in Greek religion you have uh, Mars right the god of Mars Ares the god of Mars you know and the list goes on and on and on through every single religion so you have in our in our own mythologies you have gods being referred to as planets so it's theoretically and honestly um, I don't even know how to put it perfectly believable you know to understandable to equate them to as being um, planets right and you then have the understanding that if you then take what we said before about the Buddha and seeing God as this blinding figure through a smoke and haze you also now have the understanding that um, you know, it, it, it's through the through the smoke and haze. But we we said that what if, if God is like a sun, and the angels that He creates below Him are like other suns? Then, um, hold on. I forgot to turn off my do not disturb on my notifications. Sorry about that. Um. So. You know, so right away, it's theoretically possible if you think of Lucifer as the day star or being a sun, a star, right? And then you think of the other gods within the other planets, then it's theoretically possible that we're talking about, um, you know, a solar system that has broken away from the norm of of physics and of reality you know broken away from God uh, you know it could be just a um, a small terms way to correlate the activities of the cosmos into our human understanding and terms and abilities because you know, if you want to go back to the hierarchy that we're speaking of, of gods and and everything, then what you're understanding is, and then, then you have gods, then angels, and extraterrestrials, you know, and then the supreme god all the way at the top, human beings all the way at the bottom, then you come to the under understanding that you have... Um, you have mo you have it, it's theoretically and scientifically 
probable that we're actually talking about the universe, the solar system as a cosmos and as the terms of a scale. You know, so like I said before about how you have to extrapolate and expand your thinking over 13 billion years, it's the same thing with you're expanding your thinking about, um, you know, what what is the universe and creation and what is God. It's the same thing that Buddha himself was always thinking about is, you know, what is God and how do you relate to it? life is suffering and you have to suffer in order to get to it you know what's also crazy is you hear these guys you hear the buddha you hear um jesus mohammed all of these guys went into the desert to meditate and to think and to whatever for 40 days no food no water okay you want to know what happened to them they suffered and died that's what happened okay Jesus you know he must have like half transcended aka became a bodhisattva and it wasn't until he fully died on the cross that he was able to ascend to the level of Buddha you know or the level of God right and so you also have Muhammad who once again you have B Buddha and Muhammad ascended themselves into the heavens right they didn't you know we have Muhammad ascended into heavens from the Dome of the Rock you know that's why uh, Muslims claim the Dome of the Rock for their religion you know and then you have Judaism as it being the Temple of Solomon you have Christianity for being where Jesus died and 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 throughout the um, the the change makers aka the tax people um, you know and it's 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 just God I hate who eh, I'll read it later um, but you know right away I mean these guys we all know today in science that if you ain't got no food, you're not living for longer than 30 days. If you ain't got no water, you got three days. So, I mean, these guys are going out there for 40 days. That is way longer than both those rules that we understand today. Now, we obviously know that there are, or I should say that there have been people who have extended that, you know, either through extreme fasting or, you know, somehow managed to live after getting trapped in the desert or whatever, you know, and then, so, so we know that there are slight exceptions to the rule, but generally speaking, most people aren't going to live after all this time, right? So what happened to them? They suffered and died. And then somehow in that death, they were able to transcend and come back. And after they transcended, they were changed. After Jesus went off into the, into the world, now not into the desert, not only now did he have the ability to affect people with his words and to have people follow him, he now had the ability to create miracles. You know, and raise people from the dead, bring people back to everything, you know, to life. You know, and so he he didn't 
have these awesome powers at the beginning. You know, he had a lot of knowledge when he was a child. He knew things, you know. Mary lost them as a child, and they found them in the temple. And he was baffling the 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 priests and the rabbis of what he knew and didn't know, you know, and... And so he had knowledge, but then when he was older, he was able to create miracles. Muhammad, the same thing. He was able to perform miracles. You know, you have the Buddha, the same thing. He was able to perform miracles. You know, like I mentioned in in our talk about Zen and Bushido, is that... You know, the Buddha raised his hands, and in the time, you know, think about it now. Do it now with you while you're listening to this, right? You put your hands at your side, and then as you're talking, slowly raise them up like this until your hands are all the way stretched up to the sky to your head, right? Think about how long that took. A couple seconds. In that time, the Buddha teleported from one side of the river to the other, right? So just a couple seconds, he raised, and that's what they said he did too. He raised his hands up just like that, from his side all the way up to the sky, and by the time his hands reached the sky, he was on the other side. So he's got powers that way. Now he's got such immense powers that he's able to create a whole dimension and call it a heaven or a haven for those who wish to follow him. And remarkably, the Buddha even says for people who don't follow him for people who you know have suffered and are good and he will raise them to him as well and what's even more crazy is you know throughout the entire mythology of all the different gods throughout the universe I mean throughout the earth there's always a sense that they will return whether it's Jesus in the sense of Armageddon the Buddha in the sense of returning from heaven and coming back to raise his followers, the uh, from Muhammad coming back, you know, and then from, I mean, you have everything. You have everybody coming back. Even at the time of Moses, you know, there was a theory that, you know, once he was cast out that he would come back and help save them. You know, I mean, there's always the theory of them coming back. Even in Sumerian culture, there is the theory that the overlords will return. Now, I have just spoken quickly about how we're transforming this into a solar system and cosmic scale, right? We're naming the planets as gods, the, the leader of them the Lucifer as the sun god, and the Watchers. Now you have the Watchers who are the lower angels or the descendants or the uh, lesser beings than the angels, than Lucifer, than God above them, right? So those could be the extraterrestrials that are here, the ones who will return one day according to Sumerian mythology and all other polytheistic religions, and even all monotheistic religions. All monotheistic religions believe that God will, God or gods, all monotheistic and polytheistic religions believe that God or gods will return one day. Okay?
So right away we know that they're physical beings in this universe. Okay, maybe not all of them, right? Like the higher levels of the of the aliens or of the angels or of the the saints in heaven, you know. Maybe not all of them, like the ones of God who are the, of the smoky ones, but some of them are physical to the point where we know in ancient Greece, in Sumerian mythology, in Mayan, Incan, Aztec, North Native Americans, you know, I mean, it is every religion across the planet, Egyptians, Egypt believed that the god Osiris came down from the heavens, aka space, from the heavenly realms, ascended or descended onto the earth and raised civilization from there, gave them their Egyptian civilization. So, right away, and then, when Osiris died and ascended into the heavens, he was, they were given the aspect that one day the god Osiris will return, right? So, one day the gods will return in every religion. Some people have taken this to be the day of 2012, which we know didn't happen, or did it? Mmm, that'll get your mind thinking. And uh, you know what, we are going to take a quick commercial break, get some water, make sure the dog don't need to be let out, make sure nothing else is going on, make sure we got our smokes ready, make sure everything is going wonderful for the day. Now we have, um, so now today is the burning bush, we have on Saturday... War Independence News Network, win, W-I-N-N dash the truth, type that into your pod, anywhere you get your podcast, and you will, and follow it, and you will be able to hear it there as well, look for it on our YouTube page, it's always posted back there as well. And follow us live on Twitch, those of you who are Amazon Prime members, you know, you could sign up for Twitch for free. You know, you get Amazon Prime. Then if you sign up further for Prime Gaming, you get other details on Twitch, you know, with your membership. So, uh, lots of incentives, lots of free ways to do things, lots of free ways to join in and check out people and follow them. Everybody, you know, is great. We've been, shout out to fucking Papa Clutch, the boss over there. you linking everybody together. That shit is awesome, man. You know, a lot of new people have been joining in. Every person I've met so far has been super nice and fantastic. You know, everybody coming in here is freaking awesome. Boy Dabolski joining in right on the dot. That was awesome too. Shout out to him. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to D-Rock for coming in on our shows all the time. Chilling. We see him after on Saturdays. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to the Pressure Boys. And let's take a uh, quick breather break and then we'll get into our final summation of the overlords hey yo this is cc from pressure boys the best smoke on the east coast and you're watching the war multiverse sheesh who would i be if i never met a teacher a priest or a prophet what do i need tell me what does it mean 
Hey yo, this is Cece from Pressure Boys, the best smoke on the East Coast, and you're watching the War Multiverse. Sheesh! And welcome back. I hope you had some nice water. Hope you checked on the dog. Hope you checked on the world. Hope you checked on your friends, checked on your stocks. Made sure everything is going good. Because right now we know that the world ain't going good. Unlike what the alien overlords wanted for us. So, when I was listening to Zachariah Sitchin, he talked about, now we talk about a lot as uh, the 12th planet being Nibiru, the home of the Anunnaki. Now it dawned on me that when they spell it, it's A-N-U apostrophe N-A-K-I. So now, I realize it means probably those of Anu, or, or descendants of Anu. And we always hear about how, you know, the Olympians, Zeus and all of them, were not the original gods. Before them was the Titans, and and he had his father Kronos. I mean, so right away we know that there were other gods. Now you could talk about it as being, um, you know, the descendants of another god, right? But you're you're also talking about physical beings on this earth who have extra abilities whether it's the abilities of you know their their items that they carry with them you know the trident the hammer the spear etc whatever those specific gods carry in their different religions but you know you have Osiris with the Ankh I mean it's so we know that in all religions the gods have promised a return one day. But the question that dawned on me is, and I'm sure it's dawned on many, is return not only from where, but from when. As in, when did they leave and at that point of them leaving and saying that they we're going to return started the countdown of their return right so the question is when did they leave that began the countdown for their return and how long is the countdown well we know that the um that Nibiru comes in close proximity of the earth every 3,600 years, right? So then the answer, and if the theory is that they are from Nibiru and the only time that they can safely come here is when their planet is closest to ours, right? So when is that? When is 3,600 years from when? So now we have a time frame, right? The, the time frame is 3,600 years from when? 
So if we're talking about, um, you know, the gods in the beginning who would come here, impart wisdom onto man, and then leave, and then sometimes they would return, right? If you want to talk about a rebellion, say Lucifer's rebellion in Christianity, the Greek rebellion in um, with the Olympus, with Zeus, you know, you want to talk about a rebellion, even the Sumerians talk about a rebellion and how the gods wanted to stay on earth. In Christianity, we talk about it as Lucifer wanting to rule over the humans and be thought of as their supreme god, not the original god, right? But what if, in a way, we're talking about extraterrestrials who came from the Biru, those of Anu, and decided not to leave when they went back, right? So then the next time they come back, 3,600 years later, when the Anunnaki come back, they look down and they see what has happened since the lost, you know, God stayed on earth right? What has happened in 3,600 years, okay? And what has happened is you have all these different hybrid beings. You have the gods, you have machinery that we find evidence of in Greek mythology as well as in Egyptian mythology. Then you have evidence of demigods, a.k.a. a crossbreeding of the gods and man, right? And then you have all these different mixture of animals. I mean, we have, you know, you have the sphinx, you have the, the lions with the freaking wings, the triple-headed dogs, you know, the dragon dogs. I mean, it's... It, it, the list goes on and on and on. So they must have come back after 3,600 years and was like, holy fucking shit, you know, what the fuck did you guys do? You know, what did you do to this planet that we helped, you know, we started life? And they're like, oh, you've been gone for 3,600 years. Get the fuck out of here. And he's like, excuse me, I am the supreme overlord Anu. Right? So then you have a rebellion, which is mythologized in Christianity and which is mythologized in the Hindu scriptures, in the Mahabharata, which we have detailed descriptions of weaponry, of craft that the gods used to fight in, you know, I mean... Today, and we talk about it as a fight between God and Lucifer, you know, I mean, it, but it's all the same thing. It's all the same question. God came back, and after Lucifer, he decided to send the Great Flood to wipe up Lucifer's mistakes. The gods came back and decided to wipe up Zeus's mistakes. You know, so... We're, we're talking about a combination, right, of, of two different factions 
of physical beings that rule over this planet, right? So then, after the Great Flood, we know that Noah survived, right, and landed down on Mount Ararat, right? And then, also over there, you also have the descendants of the angels, whom then were referred to as the Watchers, right? A.K.A. those who are watching over Earth not interacting on the earth. So what the extraterrestrials must have done is is said, well, we can't leave these this mistake of Lucifer or Zeus, right? We can't leave this mistake on the earth. And we also can't leave humans to their own devices. Okay, because we know of, you know, everything and everything we know about the past, you know. Because they'll, they're gullible, they're greedy, you know, etc., etc. Whatever justification you want to make for it, that's we'll say that that's what they justified, right? So they sent these beings that were meant to watch over Earth, you know, and and you talk about the Great Flood. What's also not always referred to, but before the time of the Great Flood, there was no moon on Earth. During the time of Zeus and the gods, there were frequent storms on the earth that came all the time. And it wasn't until the addition of the moon that regulated life on the planet, gave us the annual seasons and the seasonal flooding of the rivers that created fertile soil and the rain that created fertile soil, you know, so it it regulated over it. So this is part of the ancient alien theory is that the moon is actually a spaceship and that that's where the extraterrestrials watch over us, right? And there's a lot of credence actually to this thought. The, the moon, if you look up at it, telescope, you know, Google a picture, whatever you want to fucking do, right? You immediately get, you know, look at a cartoon. You immediately get a bunch of pictures of craters all over the moon. What's so interesting is that every single crater they all have a maximum depth, okay? And the moon, rock, and soil itself is this weird material, like, that's, like, it's very porous and pungent, you know? It's almost like as if it's some sort of metamaterial form of foam, right? And you think about it now, it's got impact, so the impact reaches a certain depth and then spreads out. That's why we have craters that go no deeper, but yet they have super massive depth, I mean widths, and then, you know, super small widths, right? And, you know, I was watching also on a different, uh, different history channel thing about the moon was that with the craters on the moon, there's there's objects that look almost man-made but a lot of times there are a lot of pillars on the moon and now you go well why would there be pillars that looks man-made so while there may or may not be man-made things or alien-made things on top of the moon 
we know for a fact that there are, you know, what looks like to be pillars made out of moon rock in the center of these craters, and this is scientifically possible, and in fact, what actually happens, because some of the larger items that that break off that don't have as you know don't go as far so they land back down into the middle of the crater and some of them fall on top of each other and make these pillar like substances you know that or what looks like pillars from looking at the top down right so but so now you have these pillars that radiate rock out all into the universe throughout the cosmos, but also land back on the moon. And now you have on the moon an absorption level. And what's also, no, what's scientifically today known about the moon, and you could go ask any physics teacher you want about this, high school or college, it doesn't matter. The moon is on a perfect orbit. And in fact, this is the reason why we have a light and dark side of the moon. Because the moon rotates on its axis so slowly that we only ever see from our perspective on Earth one side. And it revolves around the Earth so perfectly that it does... No other moon in nature revolves around their planet as perfectly as ours does, okay? Every planet that we've discovered, you know, from from right here in our solar system to far off away, the furthest one we've ever been able to see, and that has a moon, does not follow the same orbital path that our moon follows, Right, so it's very plausible and probable to think that it is an artificial structure placed there. Okay, now what's also interesting is the extraterrestrials refer to themselves, the ones who are the greys, refer to themselves as watchers. You know, every time they get a people get abducted and they say, Who are you? you know, they say, We're the watchers. You know, and, and that's what they tell them. So it's very plausible that after when the overlords had to leave, they left a faction, a military race, a whatever you want to talk about, um, you know, a faction of beings to watch over those who, you know, were different than the previous watchers, the gods who ruled over everybody. And we do find that the greys are different. You know, the greys seem to be uh, autonomous beings that don't really have a stomach, don't really need to eat, you know, they don't have insides. It may very well be, and a lot of ancient alien theorists and um, modern scientists believe that actually the greys are actually robots made of flesh, you know, but or at least have a flesh-like substance around their robotic, you know, shell. So they they are just pure beings that look for us. Now, what's crazy is too is I was watching, um, I was watching an ancient alien episode where they were talking about the Watchers, and this lady who got abducted was talking about how they showed her all these. Um, 
they showed her like this room where they had people and they were doing experiments on people in these little cells and these little like cylindrical objects with a bunch of fluid in there and tubes to keep them you know something out of a science fiction novel right and and yet she says that when she asks what's going on they tell her that they're they're studying the soul so she takes from this that these aliens they don't have a soul and they want to know what a soul is you know they want to know they want to study it and how to recreate it or something but it dawned on me watching that <clears throat> that what if the watchers are you know what's up comic fan how you doing what's going on glad you can join us fan 500 what up 500 give you 500 welcome in how you doing we are talking about the overlords and the gods and but we're talking about now this lady who describes going into a spacecraft with the greys and them telling her what's going on so she takes from her now they didn't forget to mention and she also herself didn't forget to mention that she was a devout Christian. So from her perspective, the Greys didn't have a soul. And they were trying to figure out, you know, what a soul was. That we were unique to them for that. But what if that's not the case? What if they also have a soul, yet they are just using us to study? You know, they have these humans in these tubes with three bodies and two souls and they want to figure out, you know, how one soul goes into another body or into back into the same body. So they're trying they're using us as experiments to find out, you know, where the soul goes and how the soul travels. You know, whether it be through their own bodies or through the human bodies makes no difference. They're trying to understand it. You know, they're watching over us and making sure that, you know, it may be a way to make sure that we are, you know, either kept in our place on this planet, you know, or it may be a way to, um, to, you know, make sure that human beings are doing the right thing and ascending into the higher levels instead of reincarnating on the planet. You know, so it may just be part of their watcher task. And the fact that she sees all these buildings, I mean, these beings from mythology in the same types of tubes may just be the fact that they themselves were, you know, wanted to save them before they were, uh, you know, destroyed by the flood, by the gods. And so, and they're watching over, you know, they're preserving, they're doing all these things now. But it also dawned on me from watching this and from watching other episodes that because I, I've, we've talked about reincarnation here on the past, but what was so miraculous about Jesus and the Buddha being able to resurrect beings, like we said, is they were beings with a soul. Right? Just like the gods in, in Nord mythology in Valhalla they were be able to resurrect the people who were just fighting with their soul so that they would have full memories and full everything you know and that is different 
you know, even Osiris and, and his wife were able to do, Isis and Osiris were able to do this, you know, when Isis brought Osiris back to life, she breathed his soul back into him. You know, even even in Egyptian mythology, when Osiris created man, he breathed soul, he breathed in, uh, air into his lungs and gave him a soul, right? So right away, we have the ability of the original gods to create beings that aren't just, whether it be in a lab or artificially or whatever, that aren't just zombies, or controlled robots, right? They actually have a soul, you know? And to be able to reincarnate with a soul might actually be what they're studying. Because if the gods, the original gods, have the ability to create beings with a soul, then so are um, they are trying to do that as well and that may be why it was so miraculous for the Buddha and Jesus to resurrect people with a soul as opposed to just a zombie because we know in our cultures and of this planet in ancient things we have stories of zombies of you know of voodoo culture in african culture in all different areas of the world in mayan culture we have we have words of of zombies people who were able to create a living soul but it i mean a living being but without a soul a controlled zombie you know and that's why there's always the theory of that the zombie needs to have a master it's being controlled you know and then that's the, also what the difference is between us humans and zombies is we're not being controlled we have free will right so what if that these watchers don't have the abilities of the gods because they are made of the gods to watch over us so they are studying human beings to learn how to create other beings maybe even just to learn how to create you know duplicate copies of themselves you know it may may just be something selfish or it may be like I said as part of their abilities to watch over us you know they may be studying us to do that so the question still remains is though is that if they're studying us that means they either don't have a way or a hard time or they have a you know they're not being told by the overlords or they can't connect with the overlords while they're gone so the question is still 3600 years from when will the gods return or God return, or Jesus, or, or however you want to put it, but when will the gods return, right? When will the overlords return and restore order on the planet? Because that's what all religions believe, and all mythologies and polytheism believes, is that the gods will come here, the overlords will come back here, and reinstill order on the planet. Even today, let's let's take a quick smoke and water break right here before while we get into this cuz I hear myself getting to be Mr. Raspy voice and you know, while we all love it and it's all sexy, you know, we love we also need um you know, we also need a uh 
little aqua in here to live because like I said we can't live more than three days without water you know so let's take a little smoke and water break smoke weed every day Cold water is so good. So refreshing. Now, 3,600 years from when? And modern and alien and alien theorists also say the same thing. Now, I see this on there, they're talking about it a lot, is there's a theory that, you know, the gods will come back and, you know, will reunite us and we'll be all hunky-dory and, and lovey-dovey with the gods and blah, blah, blah. You know, that all sounds like a bunch of malarkey to me. I mean, that just sounds like a bunch of, you know, uh, self-absorbed uh, point of view. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know that that is seen. That seems like a very centrist point of view. You know, as if we are the center of them, whereas they're the gods. You know, they are millions of years, if not billions of years, more advanced than we are. You know, to the point that they're able to create living beings with a soul that not even the Greys or the Watchers are able to do themselves. Okay. So right away, also, we're talking about a hierarchy again. We have the gods, the supreme god above them, and then we have the, the lesser gods, or the beings without wings, or the watchers, the greys, right? We have them below them, so that we're back to another hierarchy. You know, and yet they try to find, like, some sort of, you know, protective service. Um, you know, so 3,600 years from when? And, you know, I think, I think it's also um, very a very centrist idea to think that they would actually be happy with us when they come back. Whereas I think that they would be not happy with us. And a lot of people agree with that, too, is because, you know, we're still fighting over ourselves. You know, we're still fighting with each other and amongst ourselves. We're still, you know, uh, fighting over religions and not believing in the truth. You know, we're, we're, still, we're still sitting here and having whatever beliefs that we got instead of trying to believe in the truth to the point of where they probably wouldn't be happy with us. I mean... Look what they are able to accomplish. I mean, if they have been gone for 3,600 years, what has happened on their planet in 3,600 years? How much more advanced have they become in 3,600 years? They might have become, you know, a thousand times more advanced than they were 3,600 years ago, and they would expect the same of us. Whereas, in reality, we're not much different from the chariots. You know, the car is not... The most modern inventions, you can't even say a smartphone. The only thing that differentiates us from the ancients is machinery, right? Right? is the automated machinery, 
Let's use to power cars, you know, use to power our chips and our devices, automated machinery, right? That's the only difference. That's what's powering your phone. That's what's powering everything, you know, because the car is just the modern version of a chariot, you know, and that's why we use the term horsepower on your on about on your car it's the amount of power compared to how many horses you would need to generate the same amount of power right your car is just a tra a chariot driven by a motor instead of by horses it's the same freaking thing okay so we're not much further off than we were back then all right when the gods were still here mind you 3600 years ago i mean in you know 3600 years ago when the gods were still here the gods were here in ancient rome the gods were here in ancient in the beginning of rome at least the gods were here in ancient greece so we know that if today's 2022 right and then they have uh, you know, we go back all the way to, you know, our known history that we know of before it gets into pure mythology is about another 2,000 years BC. So if we're talking about right now we have 4,000 years, the gods might have already come back at some point. Alright? The, the gods might have already been here at some point, yet they either minutely announced themselves, as in, you know, with the term of, you know, the gods intervening with, um, you know, like with the, with the, the symbols in fucking uh, Rome where the, the women would sit and you would come to them and, and ask the, your, your questions and they would summon the gods by breathing in this vapor and they would, you know, give you a message from the gods. Alright, so if that was 1600 BC, you know, so we're already at, we're already over 3600 years, okay? So if the gods aren't here now, then how much time left do we have until the overlords return? How much time left do we have? Is it another 50 years? Is it another 2,000 years? You know, have they come back? So if we put in the time, say, say they did come back, just before Jesus, right? And their answer was, instead of revealing themselves, we're going to, you know, send Jesus or something, right? You know, one guy to bring a message, you know, to us, right? So, okay, so now we're 2,000 years later, so that means we have another 1,600 years to go until they come back, right? That could be the answer, you know, but we don't know. We may never know in our lifetime, but certainly it may have been that they came even before him or that they came after him. It may be, like I said, is that Jesus was a Buddhist and Jesus is, you know, the messenger of Buddha instead of the messenger of God, you know, and so it may be that the fact. So in that case, the gods might have come back, you know, before or after Jesus. So, you know, they may not even, you know, shut up, you fucking phone. You, you dingus. The fuck? The fuck is messaging me so much? Let's fucking look at this bullshit. Who the fuck is mess? It's just old messages. What the fuck? Breaking news. That's not breaking news. I'm not even gonna fucking repeat it. It's some BS nonsense. 
So, you know, the, the question still remains. The overlords will return when? When were they last here? And when will they return? We know now that the overlords, that there's a hierarchy of them. So there's not just the alien overlords, the extraterrestrials that exist in our physical reality. There's also the higher being overlords, the angelic beings, those of the heavenly realms. Whether you want to talk about that in scientific terms of dimensions, of anything, you know. So, whoa there is just so many more questions to ask and there are so many more questions that we have to answer and we will answer them and we will get them answered in more further episodes but I would love to thank you all for joining me today. This has been your episode 11 of The Burning Bush. Your episode about the overlords. Those who rule over us. Because there are those. There are those who rule over us. And unbelievable I want to thank you all for joining us do not go anywhere uh, those of you who are watching with us on Twitch we are going to raid Mr. Smoke Good he's always smoking good like us and he's playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare so now that we've had our wonderful talk for the day if you missed any part of it it'll be available as a podcast you can rewatch on YouTube you can see everything that's going on thank you to all those new viewers who joined in and listened in if you didn't have a chance to listen to the whole thing like I said rewatch on YouTube re-listen on your local podcast wherever you get your stuff going on Thank you very much. Do not go anywhere. We are rated Mr. Smoke Good. Who would I be if I never met a teacher, a priest, or a prophet? What do I need? Tell me what does it